0: Welcome to you, wherever you're at, whomever you're with. We are so very glad that you are here with us for a few moments this weekend. Have a great message. I think you'll find encouraging. want to jump right into it. It's actually called a vision for life, uh, a vision that brings uh, life uh, into our pathway. Uh, it's based on this proverb, Proverbs 29, verse 18. Uh, Where there is no vision, people perish. It's at making the obvious statement. When we don't have a sense of a good and expected future, we tend to languish. You know, uh, that's a fairly famous verse from the Old Testament. Where we often uh, fail, though, is we don't quote the next verse, which is Proverbs 29, verse 19. Uh, Follows, where there is no vision, the people perish, and words alone will not change your life. Uh, What's the proverb saying? Uh, Oftentimes, uh, we may have truth, that's meant to give us a better future, but it bounces off our minds, doesn't enter our hearts, and doesn't change our lives. One of my favorite books I read this past year was one by a guy named Adam Grant called Think Again. And uh, in this book, he, he exposes uh, all the ways uh, we presume and assume our thought patterns that lock us in, that hold us back, that, that keep uh, truth and reality from entering our minds going into our hearts and changing our lives and uh, i would say this uh regarding this message if god showed you one thing that you could focus on that could change everything would your mind be compliant or would it be defiant you know that's an important uh, self-assessment because it really uh, our minds are the portal by which god pours in the truth that sets us free And uh, so uh, I want to exhort you uh, to come uh, to this message about a vision that brings clarity to your future. Come with an open mind. You know, there's a great uh, example of a healing that happened in Mark's gospel, chapter 8. A man was blind. He came to Jesus and said, I want to see. And uh, the Lord touched him, healed his eyes. And then he asked him an interesting question. How are you seeing? And the man's response was, I see men, but they look like trees walking. In other words, uh, I think I'm improved, but is this it? Does it get any better than this? And uh, maybe you've been in that place. Maybe you're in that place where you say, God, you know, I I see some things about you, but uh, life is confusing. Uh, There's a lot of chaos. And uh, so he asked the Lord, he told the Lord uh, what was happening with him. Uh, Jesus touched him again. And uh, this time... It says that he saw radiantly from a distance. He saw clearly and uh, the Lord gave him an interesting follow through step. He said this, uh, don't go back to the village that you came out of. Don't even go there. And uh, here's the truth that was being com- communicated. What Jesus was enabling him to see is meant to lead him away from his past and into his future. And I believe that's the nature of this message. Is uh, God wants to show you some things that are meant to liberate you from perhaps some futility, Uh, that sense that uh, life is waning away and more into that uh, vision for your future that brings life, that brings hope, that brings clarity. Well, here it is. Uh, Here's the one thing that I think the Bible is very clear, uh, changes everything, Uh, and that is this, the quality of your relationships. You know, uh, people who study relationships uh, are... Clearly showing that those who have good relationships, healthy relationships, uh, life-giving relationships, live longer, live better, live more enjoyably, and actually uh, contribute more to the world. Uh, The quality of our relationships and the the basis of this message is this, that we have one vision, one focus. It's on the quality of our relationships in three different realms. Uh, Hear that again. Uh, this message it really brings us to this focal point. Our vision is quality relationships in three realms. And here they are, uh, quality of my relationship with Jesus, the quality of my relationship with my people, those I do life with, and the quality of my relationships with my world that I happen to find myself in. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that Jesus taught is that uh, apart from me, you can do nothing. He was emphasizing uh, that quality of our connection with him, and uh, we really can't uh, overstate how significant uh, our interaction with Christ is in terms of what resource, what life, what health from God flows into us and hopefully through us to others. You know, in the Old Testament, this guy named Ezekiel, and uh, he had some incredible visions, uh, incredible insights that God gave him about uh, God's work in this world, God's work in people's lives, and what God wants to do with us. And one of my favorites is from Ezekiel chapter 47. He's being shown a vision of this incredible river of life that flows out of the temple of God, which in a nutshell was that place where people connect with God where they have relationship with God. Here's what Ezekiel describes in his vision. He says, I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple. It was flowing towards the east. Uh, The water was coming down from under the the south side of the temple, south of the altar. Uh, Then this uh, guide in his vision, he brought me out through the north gate. He led me around outside the outer gate facing east, and the water was trickling from the... uh, See the imagery... The water's trickling. There's just this ever so slight uh, flow of water that's coming out of uh, the meeting place, the temple. And uh, then it says, as the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits, and then he led me through the water. Now it's more than a trickle. It's ankle deep. Uh, He measured off another thousand cubits, and he led me through water that was now knee deep. Uh, So you get the picture It's flowing further out from the temple. It's getting deeper. He measured off another thousand. He led me through the water that was now up to my waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, in a river that no one could cross. And his guide asked him, son of man, do you see this? In other words, he's checking his pulse. He's saying, are you getting this? Are you taking in what's happening here uh, this meeting place with god is is giving uh, giving sourcing this river that at its beginning it's just a trickle it's unimpressive but it's getting deeper the further it goes out the deeper it gets and uh hold on he says we're just getting started there's more to come with this vision and then he led me back to the bank of the river when i arrived there here's what i saw A great number of trees had grown on each side of the river he said to me this water flows toward the eastern region and it goes down to the Arabah and here's where it enters the Dead Sea and he he wants you to know there's no life happening uh, in this place until this river that's flowing from the temple of God empties into the sea and the salty water becomes fresh now that's pretty miraculous uh, when this trickle that had become ankle-deep and knee-deep and waist-deep and now a raging river touches this dead sea, uh, the salt water becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live. Wherever this river flows, there will be large numbers of fish because this water flows and makes the salt water fresh. That's important. Uh, this this river of life flowing from the temple Uh, touches things that are dead, makes them come alive, makes abundance flourish there so that the river flows. Wherever it flows, everything will live. Uh, Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, uh, nor will their fruit fail. This is a picture of health and abundance. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the meeting place, from the sanctuary, flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves will be for healing. This is an incredible vision that God is giving to this man, Ezekiel. What's he showing him? Well, in a nutshell, he's showing Ezekiel the unimaginable, world-changing, need-meeting life that flows out of the hearts of people who genuinely commune with God. Uh, That is an incredible insight You know, we look at our world and we say uh, the problems are becoming exponential. They're magnified. It's one after another. We just catch our breath and the next crisis comes along. Things are dying. And Ezekiel is shown this incredible picture of this river that flows and everywhere it goes, it it turns it to life. Abundance begins to happen. Needs are met. Provision is uh, received and health is set in motion that's an amazing uh, viewpoint it's incredible insight into the nature of God and uh, we may ask you know well, what does this mean for me well uh, God's intention is that your communion with Christ would be so genuine so honest so real that uh, though it may seem like a trickle in those moments when you're engaging with him uh, be assured this is God's nature uh, to flow from that meeting place. This river of life that uh, goes into arid places, uh, goes into broken places, uh, goes into neighborhoods, into cities, into marriages, into lives that uh, are experiencing nothing of hell. It begins to change them. You know, I think it's uh, helpful. Uh, think of uh, some uh, a river that's been polluted so badly that uh, it smells, it stinks. You don't want to go near it. You don't want your kids being around it. You certainly don't want to raise your family in a setting like that. And uh, think of the effort that it takes to reclaim, uh, bring new life, uh, cause that toxic water to become fresh and life-giving again. Well, that pales in comparison to what God is showing Ezekiel here through this vision uh, that when there's genuine communion with God, uh, you can't calculate the life that is released from those hearts. And though it may seem like a trickle an ankle deep, knee deep and waist deep, uh, if it's real and sustained, it becomes this life giving flow. And so, uh, so here's the key, uh, the key to having this quality relationship with Christ that results in this life flow to others. The key is receiving the heart-filling love of God. Uh, This is what unlocks this abundance, is when a human being uh, comes into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and simply interacts with him in honesty and receives this uh, heart-overflowing love from God that the writers of the Bible would say it like this. We love because Christ first loved us. We have this abundance that flows out of our hearts only because uh, we are at his feet receiving from him and so our focus quality relationships in three realms number one a quality relationship with jesus and number two a quality relationship with your people with one another you know the bible is filled with uh, encouragements uh, to let this this abundance we experience with christ pour over into our interactions uh, with our fellow believers with other christ followers uh, maybe if you're not a churchgoer, this would be your, your circle of influence, uh, your tribe, your folks that you, you hang with. Uh, you know, This is the, the, the proving ground that what we experience with Christ is genuine, and now we get to live it out with those closest to us. So I'd listen to some of these uh, one another exhortations from the New Testament. Be devoted to one another, Romans 12. Honor one another, Romans 12. Live in harmony with one another. Build up one another, Romans 14. Be like-minded towards one another, Romans 15. Accept one another. Greet one another. Care for one another. Serve one another. Bear one another's burdens. Forgive one another. Be patient with one another. Speak the truth with each other. Be kind and compassionate. To one another, submit to one another, look to the interests of one another, uh, on and on. Uh, see, there's no end to the opportunities we have to make our love real with those that are closest to us. In fact, Jesus would simply say it like this, love one another as I have loved you. And uh, This is the proving ground. Uh, this is where our faith uh, engages in real life and uh, unfortunately uh, this is where many uh, people of faith get off the rails Uh, it becomes too complicated to love the one and others that i'm surrounded with it becomes too complex uh, to experience uh, love life-giving relationships with those who annoy me it's uh it's the proving ground that we really are devoted to loving others the way that Christ loves us. And uh, I would say, uh, here's a point of awareness that I've had to learn. I think most of us do. Having life-giving relationships with our people is not based on agreeing with them. It is based on deciding. Uh, I want you to hear that again. Having relationships that that are mutually edifying and encouraging and all the one and others that we just touched on It's not based on agreeing. It's based on deciding. We decide that uh, we're going to prioritize the quality of our relationship with one another. Uh, Paul would write in Colossians 3, uh, over all the other virtues you aspire to live out as followers of Jesus, over all of them, prioritize this one. Uh, Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect harmony. Uh, What's he saying? You know uh, behaviors, uh, Christian behaviors, virtuous behaviors—they really uh, they don't work. It's a it's a it's a wardrobe that doesn't match. If we don't put on love for the others in our lives and make a decision that uh, I am going to have quality relationships with all the uh, others that God has put in my life, uh, you know, when we do this, uh, we follow in the way of these truths. Uh, Paul would write, so far as it's possible with you, be at peace with everyone. Uh, The Bible says when a person's ways are pleasing to God, God makes even their enemies to be at peace with them. I'm not quite sure uh, how that works, but I know God works from that end. If we will decide that we're going to have quality relationships with all the people in our realm of influence. uh, uh, Here's the way the writer to the Hebrews touches on this truth. He says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. Uh, Hear that again. Make every effort. Uh, Hold nothing in the bag, nothing in reserve. Make every effort possible to live in peace with everyone. And you hear that and you say, God, help me. And God says, okay, I will. The next verse uh, says this, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many, and this would be the many uh, in your life, the one another's. uh, What's what's the writer saying? The key uh, to uh, having quality relationships with fellow uh, Christ followers, with our significant others, uh, with the people, with our tribe, the key is this, is uh, we don't miss the grace of God that is meant to empower us, to live like Christ with the others in our lives. I love Psalm 133. It says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. And he goes on to describe it. Uh, He said, It's life-giving. It's like the oil poured on the head of Aaron that flows down upon his robe. It's refreshing. It's like the dew uh, that uh, comes up in the nighttime in an arid environment and allows things to grow and flourish. Uh, The writer is saying, That look, if we'll make every effort uh, to live at peace with the one another's in our lives, we'll experience the rewards and the blessings. And so here's the key is uh, if if the key to a good relationship with Jesus is relying, uh, is uh, receiving his heart changing love. Well, the key to living well with others is relying on the soul freeing grace of God. Uh, It's that grace, again, that empowers us to live well with the imperfect others in our lives. So we have one focus. It's filling our lives with quality relationships. We have three realms, the quality of our relationship with Jesus, the quality of our relationships with one another, and finally, uh, the third realm is the quality of our relationship with the world. And uh, here's how I would say this. Uh, This is turning all of our devotion to God, into serving those who need to find him. Now that's a radical truth. Uh, Turning every ounce of our love and our faith and our belief in God into uh, our actions of serving people who need to find him. Uh, This is what Christ modeled uh, when he came and he said, Look, the Son of Man didn't come to be served. He came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He didn't come for the healthy. He came for the sick. He came for those who, uh, who are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he says, if you want to follow me, uh, here's how you do it. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and uh, do what I did. Uh, build relationships with people who may be far from God, but they need to experience God up close and personal. You can be that person. Uh, see, this is, uh, this is how Again, we we live out the love that we experience from Christ, that we practice with one another, and then we turn all of that wherewithal into our service of people who disregard God, who don't want anything to do with God, who, uh, like people in that video, the last place in the world they would turn uh, when they need help is to the church. Uh, They need people like you and I who are experiencing the love of Jesus we're letting that river of life flow into our relationships with each other. We're building each other up. And then we're turning all of that resource uh, into demonstrating the love of Christ with others. Uh, this is a powerful and amazing vision that God is calling us to. You know, um, uh, I'm, a, I'm really impressed by one of the ministries that has started uh, in our uh, congregation uh, during the pandemic and uh, we call it Tiny Blessings, but it's turned in to be a huge uh, resource into our community. In fact, I was looking at some of the statistics just this year. Uh, over 190 uh, moms, of uh, either expecting moms, moms with infants or toddlers, uh, have made appointments, uh, come into the Tiny Blessing Boutique, and uh, uh, they are loved, they are doted over, Uh, They are allowed to shop for anything they might need uh, for their babies, their newborns, their toddlers, free of charge, no strings attached. And the the reports of the way uh, these uh, women are impacted uh, through this experience of the lavish, the generous, the gracious love of God is truly heartwarming. And I want to invite you uh, to embrace uh, that vision, uh, one vision filling your life with quality relationships in three realms uh, with jesus with your people with the one another's in your life and with the world that god so loves that he emptied himself to reach and uh, i want to invite you to share a prayer with me Uh, lord uh, we're like that blind man often Uh, sometimes we don't see it all we don't see what you're up to in the world We don't see what you're up to in our lives, Lord, and we receive a touch from you. Uh, Maybe we were inspired on some point. Maybe we belong to a church. And, uh, Lord, we would just admit, I see, but I don't see as clearly as I need to. And, uh, Lord, we would receive this vision of filling our lives with quality relationships, uh, beginning with you, Lord, that we would be so uh, receptive, so connected, so genuine, uh, so teachable, Lord, uh, overcoming our, our mental barriers, our assumptions and our presumptions, and truly opening up to that trickle that comes from heaven itself, comes into these very human lives, Lord, and your goal is to fill us up where our hearts uh, overflow. We get to learn uh, how, to, how to demonstrate that kind of lavish love with each other, Lord, wherever we're resistant, maybe we failed to receive the grace of God. Maybe some relationship has offended us. Someone has mistreated us. Someone has not met our expectations. Whatever the cause, Lord, that we've not opened to your grace at that point. And a root of bitterness has developed. We're defiling our own relationship with you and others are being heard or distanced. Lord, would you bring that to light? Do some weeding, do some spring cleaning in our hearts and in our heads. And uh, Lord, we would just thank you for, for this one vision that our lives would begin to be filled with quality relationships beginning with you, that sweetness of brethren dwelling together in unity as we make every effort to live in peace. And then, Lord, we turn it all. We turn it all outward into a world that desperately needs to experience a God who is abundant and generous, and life-giving, and Lord, may that, that, that imagery that uh, Ezekiel was shown, may that become real in our little corner of the world, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.